Hey, I'm Peter. And I'm Heather. Welcome Welcome to to No No Greater Greater Joy, Joy. a parenting podcast to help you raise kids who walk in God's truth all the days of their life. Each episode will give you practical advice that will help you align your parenting with the Word of God. Because in the end, there's There's no no greater greater joy. joy. Heather, we're back. We're finally back. Finally. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, we had to take a little break because our first job is children's pastors. And so we were doing children pastor things, (laughs) you know? That's true. And raising teenagers. And whoa. I feel like uh, I was not ready for this season of being busy. Yeah. Because our daughter did turn into a teenager while we were off. And somehow her schedule is now more busy than ours. What is happening? She's just doing all the things. I have never been more busy in my life. I feel like we're learning boundaries. Hmm. What can I do? And what should I do? And what can my body do? And hang, yeah. hang in there. <laughs> and it's a perfect time to think about boundaries because of what's coming up. You know, you got Christmas, you got all the holiday things, all the things that we're getting. I mean, Christmas is magical. It is. Do not get me wrong. It is. I mean, the magic is everywhere. But I also know that for a lot of families, Christmas is not magical. Mm. That maybe it can be stressful or maybe even it can be sad or, uh, you know, so a lot, we are very blessed that Christmas gets to be magical right. most of the time, That's right. but that is not the case for everyone. That's right. So. And tis the season. I am happy that we're in the holidays. This is kind of when we started the podcast last year. It's That's been right. a year of podcasting, um, but we're so glad to be back with you guys today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in from all over the place. We have a very special guest with us today, and not only is she amazing, she's also a friend of ours. Yep, good friend. And uh, we love her to pieces. Uh, Her family and all of them are just friends of ours. And I want to invite you to hang out with us today with our friend, Pauline Gray. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist for the past 17 years. She's also a pastor's wife. She's also a mom of three with teenagers. Holy moly. Scary stuff. (laughs) At the end of the day, her passion is to help coach people to stand taller, be more confident, and to be who God has called them to be. Can you help us make some noise for our friend, Pauline Gray? Love it. Hi, you guys. (laughs) Okay, this is exciting. Very exciting. This has been a long time coming, too. I feel like we've been talking about this. We really, really have. In fact, when I launched a little bit ago, Peter's like, let's get you in there. This is like a year and a half later since we've been first talking about this. So this is really exciting for me, too. Yes. And I I love watching Pauline in her element. Like, you know, we're at the (laughs) softball field and uh, she is encouraging. She's so uplifting, but also can switch gears and turn into helping people Mm -hmm. and and helping people talk about stuff or figure stuff out. She's excellent with our kids. You know, every we've talked about it, like every kid needs that person in their life to to say the same things that their parents are. And yes, so absolutely. we community parent as, as much as we can. And yeah. so, you know, sometimes it's her talking to our kids. Sometimes it's us <laughs> talking to their kids and, and our, our bigger extended family that we hang out with all the time in sports and church and, mm-hmm. and life. And so um, I just love hanging out with them. Well, I don't know. Do I call you coach Heather in this atmosphere <laughs> or do I call you pastor oh, Heather, goodness. friend Heather, Anything comrade? A friend's a friend forever. The Lord's the Lord of them. Whoa. (laughs) Pull that that one back. back. (laughs) That's hilarious. I am a big advocate and believer in that everybody needs a coach. Mm. Oh, look at you. That's smooth. Everybody needs a coach. Listen, not everyone needs a therapist. Not Mm. everyone needs to be in years of therapy. Mm. But every once in a while, you hit something in your life that you need like guided 
combined effort with a coach and yourself to so make true. things better, to make things, to have a plan, let's yeah. say, Absolutely. of how to manage a situation or to reach a goal that you have. So, yes. so true. And I, I agree. I think there's different seasons and it could be all the things. It could be finances. It could be health. It could be mental health. It can be mm-hmm. all the things, education, all, all of it. Of it. Mm-hmm. And so there's different seasons, but I think everybody needs a coach and you're better for submitting or humbling yourself to the idea of being teachable and coaching Mm -hmm. and receiving direction and care. And so today we're talking about this season that is the holidays. Holidays are a tough one. They on a pendulum for each family can be full of joy, full of sorrow, a mixture in both, Mm -hmm. right? Like for me, I love being with my kids, but then I also have an aging parent that Mm. I, so I'm holding both. So thought I was saying goodbye to her a couple of weeks ago and she's a little turkey. She's had Alzheimer's (laughs) for a long time. Um, She's really coming into the final stages about Mm. to reach glory here. Mm. Probably we're not sure when, but um, so holding both. So I, I wake up in the morning and I see my kids at home who are thriving. They're like really cool kids. Right. And I have a great husband that we're teamwork and we're managing. And then I have this other part of me that is losing a mom and she was a wonderful mom. She Mm. is a wonderful mom. Um, and so reconciling both of those. And I think a lot of people Mm. that listen to this are doing the same. They're, it's a first Christmas in a Mm. divorce situation, or they've decided to separate. And it's the first time that their kids Mm. are going to be going between two houses or, Mm. you know, it's a year where pressures within the family are mounting. I, I don't, I haven't bumped into anyone lately that isn't mm. financially hemorrhaging. Right. It's a rare few sure. where they look like they're, you know, so that they're doing well and they're like, we got this, we got this with ease. Everyone else is like, I just spent a hundred dollars at the grocery store yeah. for like four yeah. things in my bag. Right. And right. how do I even think of getting through the holiday season, giving the most magic and joy to my kids that mm. might not be a possibility this right. year. So how do I even do that in a so way good. that, our family is still celebrating, but maybe that's a boundary. If right. we're, if we kind of come back to this boundary notion of maybe this year, there's a conversation in our household. We did, we were like, Hey, this is kind of a moderate Christmas for us. Things are tighter and harder. So yeah. we have already had that conversation with them for several yeah. weeks. And yeah. so normally we would do bigger and maybe more gifts. And this year I'm like, tell me your top three things yeah. for this, like an, an idea of a pajama. And like, I know some people do the want, need, wish kind yep. of thing. And yep. I've not done that, but I've always loved that. So right. in some ways it's never too late to pull that back. So maybe this year it is that. And then the focus and emphasis is on time together. Yeah. And you as a parent are mm-hmm. calmer because you're not as stressed financially because you are going to owe this in January. Yeah. Yeah. How freeing would that be to walk into the Christmas season, still getting your kids something special, Mm-hmm. But you've already had the conversation, hey, we are prioritizing our family and we're going to do yeah. this over us being stressed out. Kids yeah. can handle that. Sometimes we as parents don't think they can handle it. I am not putting the onus on my kid. I'm not putting the financial burden on my kid. I'm actually setting a good boundary that's saying yeah. this is what we are able to do. Love that. Yeah. That's I, really and so good. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here because yep. yeah. I'm in the middle of this right now. And one thing I thought of is I'm already running like wild. I swore I wasn't going to do returns this Christmas season. I swore I was going to keep it within a budget and I'm there. And so at some point I had to say, Pauline, 
<laughs> enough is enough. You've done enough for your kids. Yeah. Now let's just wrap these suckers up and start enjoying the season. Like yeah. we usually go for walks in our neighborhood with the Christmas lights. Aww. We spend time doing that. We did get inflatables in the front yard. So we splurge a little bit on that. And Yay. that makes me really happy. Totally. But it's time now. It's time to begin. to. Enjoy. I don't want to wait until the 24th to start enjoying yep. the peace and calm. And so I'm telling that to myself, like enough is enough. At some point, yep. this is enough and we get to enjoy it. I do. I do find like with our kids getting older, like as my mom heart is craving the like traditions, but Mm. they're kind of outgrowing them a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, like it makes me a little bit sad because we I just make them do it anyways. But (laughs) because I'm that mom, I'm just like, no, this is what you could give me for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, No, but it's I do find we jokingly said it, but we are really busy, mm-hmm. both kids and multiple sports. And, yep. and I just find like, if I'm not careful, I let life happen to me yeah. instead right. of like getting, being able to be in charge of my own life. Yep. yep. <laughs> now you had mentioned something while we were preparing okay. and I kind of want you to explain it and then we'll kind of dive in a little bit. I think already you've spread a, a, such a wide umbrella. Everybody <laughs> listening is like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. That's me. And I'm already like, yep, I'm there too, yep. you know, as you're talking. Um, but you mentioned this this phrase, the sandwich generation. Oh. And uh, I, I kind of want everybody to hear where you're at, and then it'll spin us off into kind of what you're balancing and kind of like we can start talking about some of the attributes that are the holiday season and family and all those things. So what is that sandwich generation? You already kind of alluded to it a little bit, but- Where are you at right now in this season? Yeah, so in general, the sandwich generation is speaking to the parent that is currently still raising children within their home and caring for aging parents Mm. or have aging parents that need medical assistance or care in some sort. And so um, I actually, one of my managers who's been really wonderful because I have a side job at a medical company in town and he knows um, that for years I've been flying back and forth to Canada to care for, help care for my mom. I have wonderful siblings there that, take care. They, they took care of her through the years before we placed her into a long-term care home. Um, and they take care of my dad and there's wonderful things. So I fly in and try to do specific things, but when my mom has had a fall or if my, there's a medical crisis. So, um, then I would fly out sometimes last minute. And so I would have to call out and then my manager has been great, but he was telling me about an article that the gen Xers, which is my generation. So I'm 47 and I am, I would be one of the youngest of the gen X time frame. And he said that the Gen Xers, the youngest of the Gen Xers are one of the most exhausted populations Mm. currently because we still have kids in the home, younger kids. Like I, Mm. we had kids a little bit later. So I still have fairly young kids. I have an 11 year old, a 13 year old and a 16 year old. And then I have, I'm the youngest in my family. So my parents are 80 Mm. and 80 coming 81. And so Um, And then Alzheimer's for my mom came early. Um, And so we've been dealing with this for at least 11, 12 years. Um, And so the expectancy is 10 to 20 for Alzheimer's. So this is something been part of our family life all along. And so the sandwich generation is one near to my heart um, to help navigate other people like me that are currently balancing both. And so 
some of what I reference is this ability to ha- to hang with joy and sorrow at the same time. Mm. That God has built us and designed us to be able to handle both emotions. So they wow. seem like polar opposite emotions, sure. right? How can I possibly hold joy at the same time as sorrow? Um, but my mom has been a wonderful mom to me. I um, like being in sports now. When I'm sitting there cheering Bailey, my middle, which is the one that we uh, coach Heather is uh, mm-hmm. softball coach for. I look at her and when I'm cheering and I'm like, you are just where you need to be. I reference and reflect on my mom who gladly took me at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. to basketball practices wow. in Canada, like early morning cold. And she always did that. She was exhausted. She ran her own business with my dad. Wow. She like parented four kids and she did that. And so I love that. There's a piece that connects for me where I'm God has really given me an ability, especially within this last year, because this is where things have really progressed for her. We're seeing, we're just seeing it. We know, we know our time is really limited with her here on earth. Um, And so he's just given me this goodness of being able to see the parts. Like obviously when we're, we're growing, there's things in our, our parents, we heal from, right? Like not Mm -hmm. everyone can get this perfect. And someday my own kids are going to come to me and like, I didn't really love that you did this mom. (laughs) And I'm going to have to sit with that for a minute. And I'm going to have to say, I'm really sorry that that's how it seemed to you. This was my intent or this is what my thoughts were. Yeah. But all of that's gone right now. Like even with my dad, he's, he's okay. He's healthy. He's trying his best to just be a great 81 year old. Um, (laughs) and it's just sort of the joy of that now reflecting back on, um, the good things that they did. Um, But I've also done a lot of work in therapy and maybe coaching, you know, in therapy, I've done some of that. Right. So it allows these years to kind of take a look at, okay, how do I take a late night flight on a Saturday night back from Canada so that I can come to church Sunday morning. And then my husband's a pastor in a church nearby. And how do I show up for the people of the church? Right. Right. As a pastor's wife, that's often a role that we have um, just encouragement and that kind of thing. And then, and then we call it the re-entry. So like I have a really good friend is like, well, how's your (laughs) re-entry? So my re-entry back from Canada to then be in mom mode. Now Mm. I'm like, okay, organizing the schedule and I'm holding teen emotions. They don't have the same connection to my mom that I do. They don't understand the depth of sorrow that I am feeling. So over the years, I've been able to, I mean, God's so good. He's given me little landmarks, little Mm -hmm. things um, to hold on to where he allows me to feel both. Um, And then I can, I can sit and look at my kids and I can know their sorrow in there, but I can also look and go, look at what they accomplished, look at what they're right. doing, look what their life is doing. And sure. I can hold both. So the more we can be flexible in that and hold both, it's I think when we try to compartmentalize them and split them apart and live them as separate yeah. is where we begin to be a little bit more in an unhealthy range. Mm. And I think God yeah. wants us to be flexible in that. And he wants us to come in and say, I trust you that you're good. I trust that you're a God that loves me and cares for me. But this also really hurts at the same time. He can handle both of those for us. He can handle our plea, our petition in that way to go, Mm -hmm. I need help managing this. Um, And then if you need more help navigating that, that, then I'm your girl. I can give you a plan for that. We can look at that, what's organic to you. And I also want to say some of the thoughts that we're sharing today, I realize are sometimes through the lens of what I've experienced. I have the ability to look at your lens, right? Like I'm not, this isn't, this is sort of a little bit of my script or my understanding, but that's the training of the therapist that you get to where yeah. it's like, I can see your lens and we're going to find a plan that's for you right. if so you need good. that. And right. then as you're listening to this, you don't ever have to call me, but when you listen to the advice or the script here, 
take that for you. Like, yeah. I don't see it the same as Pauline, but gosh, I see it in this way. Right. Then that's God meeting you where you're at right. and okay. showing you your ability to handle your situation. Right. It's really good. Flexibility. You said flexible, being flexible. Yep. That's a big yeah. buzzword. Not a, And so... Yes. So that if we want to talk about what might be happening to families and boundaries and newness is like your divorce separated families. We kind of touched on that a little bit, but what does the holidays look like for Mm -hmm. you coming into the holidays? Right. Right. Yeah. Cause we have, we have families that are like, like we talked about earlier, it's like kids are going to moms and dads Yep. and they're trying to Mm co-parent and trying to make it all work. But there's a lot of emotions, ups and downs, roller coasters. And like you said, I mean, you know, with your family, it could be your first, uh, this could be your first Christmas where you're, you're practicing sobriety. This could be your yeah. first Christmas where you're, uh, alone or, or whatever that looks like. So how do we, how do we set up boundaries? How do we have a healthy Christmas season and take care of ourselves, yep. honor family and, and love family and kind of, you know, make it safe and, yeah. and still enjoy the season. Yeah. So I would say if we're going to tackle each of those, the big buzzword for both, all of it is have a plan. Mm. Don't fly blindly kind of think it through, take the time, whether you have to get up early, stay up late, you have to tell your kids, here's an extra episode of Bluey, but as mom, (laughs) I'm going to step to the side and I'm going to figure this out. How do I want to navigate this? So Mm. if we were going to take divorce and separated family, right, this is a big one all over, all over our churches, all over our community. Um, Since the pandemic, relationships have really been hurting um, and, and before that, but really now. So this might be your first one. If I can get every, as a therapist in my heart, if I can get every family to just recognize if you are struggling with it as a parent and you don't know how to navigate it, I can only imagine what it's like for your kid, right? So let's look at it that. And if we can make this the best transition we can for our kids. So if you're a mom and and you get them Christmas Eve, have a plan ahead of time. Start talking about that ahead of time. Be the one that... I know, I know, I work in psychiatry. I know that divorces can get very messy. And so I'm not minimizing that in any way. And I know that there's some relationships that have to be a little bit more like concrete boundaries. Like we don't pass these at all. But in your heart, if the one thing you can do is emotionally set your Mm -hmm. kid up to handle this, they're strong. Mm -hmm. You know that they've got this. God is with them. This is hard and this is new for you. But I as mom or I as dad see that you can do it. I'm not trash talking the other parent. That's good. Well, that's big. I'm not saying, well, I, at your dad's house, you might get the car, but here you get the truck or Mm. like, right. If I can, if I can just, I'm only validating their emotion. This is going to be hard, but mom's going to be okay. When you go to dad's on Christmas day, I'm going to be okay, honey. You do not have to worry about me. That's really good. Right. And even if you don't think you're going to be okay, (laughs) you are telling your kid and you're showing it with your face. And the second that they go to their dad's house and you cry or you reach out for your support system that then carries you on Christmas day, that's part of your plan. Pauline said, I can hold on to this, that I know that God is with me and Mm -hmm. I know that I can send my kid off with a freedom, Yeah. right? That's really good. Even if I have, then I'm calling my best friend who also is going through a situation and we're going to have pajamas and movie and yep. we're going to eat appetizers yep. on Christmas day. Yep. That's my plan. Yeah. Yep. So what's your plan, right? Right. That's really good. Um, even if the other parent doesn't reciprocate, you are mm. the, you are the um, strength and you are the grounding for your kid. Yeah. So good. That's what we want. You're the anchor. Yes. Yeah. So often in these situations, one parent has to be the anchor and I want to, edify that and say 
it always comes out in the end. Right. Yeah. You you anchor into that now and the dividends of that and God's faithfulness and that will pay off. Yeah. Little by little, mm. you will gain, you will show your kid that you are an anchor yeah. and you are a safe place and you're not going to trash talk the other, yeah. you're not going to split the other parent. Right. Right. That is happening so much between divorced families. So yeah. that's fine. Your marriage is over. Fine. Yeah. But let's not split the kids because they are the ones suffering. So we got increased depression, mm-hmm. increased anxiety. We have not sleeping well at night sure. because they don't know how. What if my dad asked me to send this message to my mom? We don't do that. Right. You can get a little notebook and you can send it back and forth. But that kid never sees what you're writing back to the other parent. Yeah. And you don't ask the kid to text the right. other parent. No. Right. None of that. They're called like divorce rules. So yeah. like those are the main ones. So yeah. just freedom for your kid to recognize so it's good. hard, have a plan for it and have a plan how to take care of yourself. Right. at the end of that. We're telling some some a family that we've been talking to recently mm-hmm. who's in a, a, this situation that we're describing, just how the, the kids will be able to recognize the health on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where it's unbalanced, right? One yep. parent is trying to do it the God's right way, way and yeah. the other parent is maybe doing it a different way. The kids will notice the, the health and strength <laughs> in one, you yeah. know, got to give them credit. Yep. They will naturally be drawn towards the health. Yep. And so you don't have to fight for, you know, them to to follow. Yeah. It's that trusting that God has got them. Yep. He's going to take care of them. You have to have a plan. Yeah. You have to set up boundaries. You have to do all this stuff. But uh, there's that grace, that supernatural yeah. grace that comes in to protect them in these tough and in moments. Totally. And and in that unbalance, often the parent that is sort of a little more anchored, a little bit more able to manage the emotions, they get the brunt of the behavior. Yeah. So if I can give one other input yeah, is if you're great. that parent and they come back to you and you see them acting out, sometimes it's a few hours, sometimes it's two or three days. Mm. Would you just anchor in to know like, I'm still not going to reach into that splitting mm. between mm. the parents or you're this happened. And oh, I hate when you come back, anchor yourself, ground yourself, Figure out how to sort of we call that regulating your own emotion, yeah. right? Yeah. Because as a parent, you're like, man, I'm the I'm the anchored parent. Why yeah. why are you taking it out? It's because you are the anchored parent. Yeah. Right. And guess what? You're strong enough to handle it. That's right. You I can. think it, I think it's okay to acknowledge too, and you can maybe mm-hmm. speak into it. I think it's okay to acknowledge acknowledge that it's not fair too. Like it's okay yep. to accept that like this isn't fair. That I have to be the one dealing with this. But um, I also want to remind everyone. Sometimes when life gets crazy and overwhelming, I like to remind myself what matters most, Mm -hmm. what matters most, boil it all down. There's a hundred million things you could do, a hundred million decisions to make, but what matters most and what matters most is my kids making it to heaven, (laughs) my kids loving Jesus. And so if I can figure out, it could give, it could be the difference of just having the strength for the rest of that day, just going what matters most today? Let me regulate myself. Let me get back in a good headspace and let's do this because all the other stuff is just going to happen. And there's a lot of things that matter, but there are certain things that matter most. Yep. And so focusing on those things. Yeah. And then just, uh, cause I love, um, oh man, what's the word? I love having, being proactive. Yes. Right. Yes. So if I'm the parent receiving back my kid, and it's the holiday break and I'm off, I would be using my day off or not my day off from the kid, but I would be using the day I don't have the kids with me Mm -hmm. to get all of my own stuff done Mm -hmm. so that when I'm receiving them back, I'm also not in my own frenzy and trying to run and do a million things. I'm present. I'm already grounded. I'm well rested. I got good sleep the night before and I'm ready to receive that because that is little by little, I'm going to be this anchor and little by little, I'm going to get stronger. But if I'm also trying to, 
do a million things while I'm receiving. You just have to know those first few hours and for sure that first 24 hours, everything's going to be elevated and amped yeah. up. So maybe it's having the freedom just to sit with them right. and you are internally praying over them. They might oh, not yeah. want you to visit, like audibly <laughs> pray over them, but you are just like, God, calm them. Right. I know this is hard. You're just, yeah. you're that peace for them because you are also at peace with what you are doing yeah. in your interactions with them. That's so good. Well, and you mentioned like with your trips to see your mom, like the reentry for yourself. Mm-hmm. I know you've worked a lot with, you know, uh, young people. Is there a kind of a, a best practice reentry for them? Like when they're coming back into mm, the, the home setting, like, is there something best practice for yeah, them? Yeah, that's to a great question. Try to, you said self-regulate. So uh, it would depend on the age of the kid. So if they were younger, I, as a parent might provide them with something to transition back in or to reentry in. So, nice. um, if I'm, if I'm, they've been with me and it's gone well, and then I'm sending them to a parent that might be a little bit unbalanced or just a different setting, I might send them with one of my sweatshirts or a blanket oh, or something great. like that to go, you've got this. Mm. You're, impa- you're kind of setting them up for success. Yeah. And you're also going like, it's hard. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to miss mom. I'll be thinking of you and I will oh, be here on the yeah. 26th. So I might give them a time frame. Like in two days, you'll be back with me. Just remember that if nice. you're at dad's and you're having a hard time, just know that on the 27th, you're coming back to me and I'll be here with this blanket. Like I nice. might give them a visual of like a matching blanket. Like I've got one here and you've got one there. And when you come back, you and I are going to sit on this couch together nice. and we're going to wrap up in blankets. So we're just going to sit next to each other. So nice. they have something that they know is coming their way. That's nice. really good. Um, the other thing, just basic breathe. You know, I wouldn't be a good uh, therapist background <laughs> if I didn't do some sort of like deep breathing or like, but more and more, a lot of research is like tangible ways to calm the body. Mm. So there's a sweeping motion. Like you can either like sweep your arms mm. or you can uh, do like pressure points for yourself down your arms. So if you're at your mom's house and you're having a really hard time, mm. I might teach my kid how to do that. I might wow. be like, Hey, here's a way that you can just know that you're having a hard time. You recognize like something I'm feeling something here and I have a way that I can maneuver that God's given us this instinctual way that our bodies can calm yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I might teach them some of those. So you can look up it. She's, she's a, it's called Anna, the anxiety coach. And she has mm. lots of great ones. I'm going to be a self promoter for, I've never met her. I think she's in Australia somewhere. Nice. So she does like this vagal nerve stuff that's Ooh. like settles the body. So that would be one. You could do something like that or just look up like, Teddy bear breathing is another one where you can sit next to your kid if they're younger, especially and you take their favorite stuffy and you can send it with them and you teach them. So you put the teddy bear on your tummy and then you would do it with them. Take another teddy bear and put it on yours. Cause the more we do these things together, Mm. the more they take that with them. Mm -hmm. And then you would take a breath in and then you would try to like take that teddy bear and put them all the way in. Like you're kind of sucking in your stomach and then you do a really long breath out and you'd push that teddy bear as high off your tummy as you can. So the breath out is actually more important than the breath in um, because the breath out is the one that settles the parasympathetic or sorry, activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one that regulates us and calms us. So focus on the breath out with your kid. Um, But the teddy bear is a nice visual um, for them to focus on. And again, it's about the, the relationship with your kid and doing sure. it with them so they can take that with them. Hey, if night at nighttime you're missing mom and you're feeling worried, you can take this teddy bear and just know that I'm with you and I'm praying for you and I'll have the teddy bear next to me in my bed yeah. and I'll be praying for you when I look at that teddy bear. So I'm good. big individual. So uh, older teens, 
oh, that's that, you know, yeah, <laughs> you could try the teddy bear breathing, but well, they'll probably roll their eyes. I like what you said about like, maybe it's a, a, a sweatshirt or a blanket. Yeah. yeah. Some semblance of home and comfort. Yep. And yeah. then, so it doesn't have to be the bear, but it could be something else. Yeah. And there's like lots of these little rocks out there that have like oh, sayings on them. There's little bracelets that you, if it's a girl teen and it's just more symbolic, look at that when you are feeling overwhelmed. Sure. What I like about this is it's teaching our kids to recognize their emotions. Again, a lot of times we want Mm. them to bury them but we want them to actually acknowledge it and recognize it and know that they have strength to work through that emotion because that's what we're equipping especially in these situations when they're going back and forth between houses and obviously you know our premise for everything we do is the word of god yeah Mm -hmm. so we teach them you know scripture memorizing scripture praying through scripture you know even if it's just reciting your head yeah. Uh, but that I'm also an advocate for, but there's also, there's, there's Absolutely. natural things that you do as well. Yeah. Um, and so practical, you, you yeah. know, <laughs> you can find yourself, all of us young to old, find yourself in a, a situation this holiday season that feels uncomfortable. It feels rough. So right. these are all things that we can all do to help us overcome. Yeah. So good stuff there. Yeah. Um, I think I really want again to just hit on the, th- the like I I can't imagine what it would be like to have to you know share my kids yeah. <laughs> and and so I want to just say for some parents that are out there I just mm. feel led by maybe maybe the Holy Spirit today just to just to say that like you got this you know like mm-hmm. God's sure. not surprised by the situation that you're in um is that what he wanted for you? No, he never wants bad things or hard things to happen to us, but mm-hmm. um, he sees you, he loves you. He's going to give you the strength that you need to m- make it through this holiday season. And, um, you know, and I think with some simple, amazing techniques that we just learned, uh, I think you guys are really going to be able to see God move in your families in this season and just be able to see the little wins, the little mm-hmm. things that comes up, the little hugs, the little attitude changes, things like that. So I just, I just want to encourage any mom or dad out there that feels like maybe they are the anchor parent, um, that you got this and you can make it another day, lean on the Holy spirit, lean on God and, uh, use some practical things to help you and get a good community, get in a community where people are going to be able to encourage you when you feel like I got nothing left to give because it's hard work being a good parent. (laughs) If it's not hard, you're not doing it right. (laughs) That's true. And I think it's so important just, like you said, not to do it alone. Like, you know, whatever, whatever the season brings for you, don't do it alone. Yeah. Um, Don't isolate. Don't, don't do this on your own. Find it where you can. Yeah. Um, I think we should make this a two-parter because I have yeah. some extra yeah, yeah, questions yeah. to Oh, go. okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to let Pauline give us a shout out. Where can we find you? Oh, Where do we listen in? Okay. Where do we subscribe and, and connect? And then I'm going to have you pray over our listeners. Okay. And then I have a part two question that will follow up and <laughs> take it into next you week. Do? So. Oh, let's let's clear the schedule. Let's go. So tell us where to follow, where to find, where to book. Okay. Well, listen, so I'm new to the social media game, sort of. So it honestly stresses me out. So the best thing you can do is you can email me at Consulting at gmail.com. If you have a specific goal right now, so I'm not doing therapy. I'm not doing long term. I'm doing coaching. I'm doing Good. sort of smaller set, like a few sessions, even one session. I can jump right in. So Pauline Gray consulting at gmail.com email me hey I heard you on this podcast for Peter and Heather and I have this goal going on I'm going to send you I'm going to send you a questionnaire I'm going to send you a coaching contract and you're going to book and we're going to jump right in awesome. um, I am committed to 
seeing people through to like December 23rd and then January. So we can follow up. So you can do a a one in January too, where you're like, this is where I noticed I did. This is where I can do better. Um, I'll leave that up to you if you want to book a second or a third or however that looks like. Um, The other thing is I'm okay on Instagram. I'm the encouraged therapist because that was, I I like the word encourage and the therapist heart. So that's been going for a while. And then on Facebook, I'm just Pauline Gray. And so you can follow me on there. I have this thing where I just posted it yesterday, the word joy and red letters. And I'm wearing red nail polish because Mm -hmm. when I, it's a focal point for me. So when I feel, it reminds me of what God gave me when I visited um, my parents in Canada a couple weeks ago. And Mm -hmm. the word joy was in bright red letters. And the color red has been incredibly warm to me and incredibly soothing to me. So I think all season you're going to see me in red nail polish. So um, (laughs) I, I, with that post came, I want to share little parts of things. Things that are bringing joy Great. to me, and it ne- it doesn't have to be big; it can be small. So uh, good. Yeah, so that's that's the start of it. And I do have a phone number that's on there. I have like a little brochure that my sweet husband made for me as we got Aww. started. And so there's Teamwork. a phone number if you don't want to email, um, or you can reach out to me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm answering messages on there as well. And as always, uh, all this information is going to be in the show yep. notes. So you oh, can nice! Click down below, check it all out, follow her. Uh, like I said, everybody needs a coach, so just just do it. Yeah. Just book. And, uh, and take advantage of uh, the awesomeness that is Pauline Gray. And Pauline, would you just pray for us I, today? Just pray for everybody listening. Yeah, I would and love to. Just pray for this holiday season. Okay. All right, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for today. And we love you. Yes. And we are thankful for what you have done and, and the nature of the Christmas season, Lord. Bringing Jesus so that we can have ultimate forgiveness and ultimate turning from the parts of us that are broken and hurting and that we have hope that you have given us a future, a future for my mom, that she will no longer be suffering and hurting. And so when I go and visit her and I see the frailness of her body, I know that in a short moment, she's going to be in glory with you and she's going to be feasting at the banqueting table that you have promised. So Lord, if any of your listeners right now, right now on here are feeling a tug and they just need to know that you are for them, would they just anchor into that? Mm, would they right. know that they have community around them, they can reach out and help them find that plan for them so that this season they 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 can come through it a little bit easier, Lord. Just yes, thank you sir. for your love and your kindness to us, that you gently, small and little by little, you change us and grow us and allow us to be more full and in love and loving our families more and loving you more. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. And we just bless Peter and Heather and we bless Matt in the background there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out number two next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of No Greater Joy. For more episodes and resources, visit stowministries.com where you'll also find links to connect with us on social media. Parenting can be tough, so let's stick together. Because in the end, there's There's no no greater greater joy. joy.